0: Hello, everyone. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Colorado Health Coach. My name is Elizabeth and I am a certified health and life coach from Southern Colorado. If you are interested in any of the services which I provide as a health and life coach, be sure to go on to my website, www.elizakingcoaching.com. That is Eliza, E-L-I-Z-A, King, K-I-N-G, coaching.com. So before I dive into today's episode, I would actually like to share my appreciation or insight for this week. So it is currently Sunday when I'm recording this. On Wednesday, I went with one of my very good friends, Alexa, and her friends. Um, up to Cave of the Winds in Colorado Springs. It was amazing. We went on the pterodactyl. And for those of you who are not familiar, the pterodactyl is this kind of Colorado theme ride, not theme ride, um, thrill ride. That is the word that I was looking for. This Colorado thrill ride. And what they do is they strap you in to these two chairs side by side next to each other. They angle you. At, I want to say, they angle you horizontally on the side of uh, the cliff. (laughs) And what they do is they just let you go. They drop you. It is a 180 feet drop. And you are going 100 miles an hour. So it's kind of like a giant swing. And... I have a video of it. I paid for a video. The video was $35, and just to ride the pterodactyl was $50. So it was an investment, but honestly, it was so amazing. Oh my gosh. The views were beautiful. The experience was one of a kind. If you're other if you're ever in southern Colorado, I would 100 percent recommend it. 10 out of 10, 5 star, great experience. And yeah. Just get a little video slash photos as a souvenir. They put it all on a jump drive for you. And I really, really had a great time doing all of that. I am so grateful and happy that I decided to take the plunge and actually do it. But yeah, went to Cave of the Winds, had a great time, went to Manitou Springs, loved all of that. It was such a great time. I tried mead for the first time. It was a pineapple mead. And I guess mead, correct me if I'm wrong, put it in the comments down below. But to my understanding from what our friend said, mead is this kind of like sweet wine slash beer drink. And it looked like beer. It tasted this kind of sweet kind of beer consistency I would say it's like a sweet beer than a sweet wine but that's just from my experience um but there was a pineapple there was an orange basil or something and then there was another flavor I forgot what it was but oh it was a ginger it was a ginger ale not ale mead but Yeah, Manitou is a little bit touristy, but it was amazing. I absolutely loved it. We went out for ice cream afterwards and it was just a great day. It was an amazing day for me to spend off and actually get out of town, get out of the house and actually enjoy myself in nature, you know. So I'm really happy about that. Very grateful for that. I want to have more days like that where I'm off and actually take time to go out and enjoy myself and just interact with other people, do fun things, and just kick back and let loose, you know, because that's what you're supposed to do on your days off, in my mind. You either go out and have a good time, or you stay home and get stuff done. So- and actually, yesterday, I made plans to go to Estes Park, for those of you who do not know, Estes Park is is a very, very popular area here in Colorado. It is home to the Rocky Mountains, the famous Rocky Mountains, and it is home to the Stanley Hotel. The Stanley Hotel is actually the area that the location that Stephen King wrote and got inspired to write The Shining. So... I'm really excited about that. I'm going up there. I'm not going to stay at the Stanley because it is pricey. Like, if you can afford to do it, I would definitely recommend it. But it is very pricey. They do offer discounts, I believe, through AAA and military discounts. But other than that, it is very, very pricey, even with AAA, which I do have. I'm going to go out into nature, go on hikes. I'm going to go to some art museums, some art galleries, because that's the kind of person that I am. That's the kind of thing that I like to do for fun. Because when I traveled to Phoenix by myself, it was absolutely amazing. And I actually got to drive around Scottsdale and look at a bunch of art galleries. And it was so beautiful. I love even doing that in Santa Fe. I just love looking at all of the local art and seeing the local artists and just looking at their inspiration. So that is my plan. I plan on going to the Stanley Hotel for a ghost tour where they talk about uh, the ghosts of the hotel and Stephen King's inspiration. And they actually have a typewriter. I've seen it. Uh, I've seen it, seen it online and on YouTube and videos and everything. They have this typewriter and it's so iconic. It's from the movie The Shining and it says all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. And it has it written over and over and over again on the typewriter. And it's just so such an iconic reference to the movie. Uh, but fun fact Stephen King actually didn't like the Stanley Kubrick version of the movie, The Shining. So he actually produced his own TV miniseries of The Shining and they filmed it right there at the Stanley Hotel just to be true to the source material. So I'm going to be going on the ghost tour there. I'm going to be going through the hedge maze because they actually inserted a hedge, a hedge mage, a hedge mage, huh? <laughs> They inserted a hedge maze just to pay homage to the Stanley Kubrick version of the movie. So I'm very pumped and excited for that. I'm actually going Memorial Day weekend just for one night, two days. It's about a three and a half hour drive from my current location. So it's totally worth it. I had to get a room because I was not going to travel up there for one day and come back all on the same day if it's a three and a half uh, hour drive. So... I already made all of my arrangements i am very excited i'm super excited to take all of the photos for the spring up there it is absolutely gorgeous from all of the photos that i've seen Uh, unfortunately i can't take any videos during the ghost tour but i can take photos so i will probably put those up on the colorado health coach instagram just to share with all of you little snippets into my personal life, not just the health and wellness side of my interests, I guess you could say. And besides, because I'm mentioning it on the podcast, I might as well just to have you all involved in that. So moving on into why we're really here. We're going to be talking about how spring cleaning can improve your overall health. So spring is here. Spring has sprung. You know how they say April showers, bring my flowers here in Colorado? It is so insane. I've lived here all my life, Colorado native, born and raised, diehard Coloradan, and our weather is just so back and forth. One minute it could be sunny, the next hour it could be raining and foggy, and it's just so insane to think about. So, where was I going with this? <laughs> oh, yeah, spring cleaning. <laughs> So this spring, we actually did not get any April showers. We're probably going to get May showers and June flowers, just to be honest. So that messes up the whole kind of premise and timeline. But, you know, it is what it is. And we just got to take it with a grain of salt and move on. So several experts have stated how spring cleaning can improve your overall immune system, helping to prevent illness, a decluttered house, Also has major effects on your stress levels and depression. Actually, in 2020, many communities trace the pandemic back to their poor hygiene and cleaning routines, which is actually really sad considering we should all be living in a clean, stable, healthy environment. And the truth and the reality is not all of us get that. Not all of us get a safe, clean, happy, healthy environment. And it's so heartbreaking, especially when children are involved. So according to Whitney Ackers, a journalist for Healthline, there are five ways spring cleaning can make you healthier. The first is by strengthening your immune system. Not only can a clean home keep, help keep allergies at bay, but also helps individuals breathe better by preventing respiratory issues and boosting your immune system. Every house gathers pollutants, especially during the winter months, hence why many people participate in spring cleaning. The magical time where I personally think of Snow White just cleaning the Seven Dwarves house, that is what I envision when I think of a full-on deep-set spring cleaning. Spring cleaning started as an Iranian tradition and dates back to more than 3000 BC, later being adopted by Ireland and Scotland according to the Washington Post in the 1800s the biggest annual house cleaning took place in the spring because the winter months left houses coated with soot and grime in every single room as a result of this to properly cleaning to properly clean required opening windows to release the soot and dust which could only be done during the warmer weather of course there are other instances throughout history, particularly religious, that reference certain aspects of spring cleaning, helping to establish what we are familiar with today. The second way that spring cleaning helps improve your health is to is by decreasing stress and depression. It is a provenly known fact that you think, feel and sleep better in a clean, less cluttered space. When everything in your house has a home, or a place where it belongs, this frees up space in your brain to think more creatively and logically, creating a more relaxed environment for you to thrive in compared to one that is very stressed and chaotic. I myself mention this to every single client I come into contact with, whether we're only working for three months or we're working for possibly nine months and beyond. I tell them right off the bat, I ask them, How cluttered is their house on a scale of one to ten? Where would they want it to be instead? What could they do today to get that started? And not just in your physical environment, but also with your electronics. So, for example, I myself, before I became a health and life coach, I had 20,000 emails on my phone and it was ridiculous. I am down now to 5,000, which is still a lot, I will admit but I'm able to maintain that number. I'm trying to take it down a few notches and every single time I sit down to eat for about two minutes before I go through and I scroll through my emails and I delete a bunch of just junk that things that I consider junk that I am not going to read. I'm not going to find useful and just stuff that's taking up unnecessary space in my life and in my mind. So, Even if it's for one or two minutes before you eat, one or two minutes in the morning, one or two minutes in the night, something. Dedicate a time frame to just decluttering all of your devices so it actually helps with your own mental health. One of the best methods to cleaning your house that I would personally recommend is the KonMari Method by Marie Kondo. She has a special on Netflix called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo where she goes into into people's homes and helps people declutter them. I would highly recommend checking out her TV show. It may help you decide where to start in your own decluttering journey. Not only does a decluttered house help to clear the mind, but it also helps promote good quality sleep, which is essential to your mental health. Many people find that embracing cleanliness itself is a way to de-stress. Individuals have stated how their messy house has contributed to their procrastination and lack of motivation. The third way spring cleaning can improve your health is by preventing illness. Now more than ever because of the concerns of coronavirus, there is a bigger emphasis on cleanly, on cleanliness to prevent illness. This is something that many individuals are taking into consideration when it comes to spring cleaning. Healthline suggests to clean the surfaces that you interact with the most, such as sinks, remotes, dishes, and whatever else you touch on a daily basis, especially in your bathroom and your kitchen. Doctors also recommend washing all produce to prevent foodborne illnesses and promote good health. So healthy eating and physical activity are also greatly impacted by the cleanliness of your home, Having a clean home actually sets you up for success when it comes to eating healthy and consistently participating in physical activity. The same can be said for the latter. If your house is chaotic and consistently messy, it can make it harder to establish healthy habits. Simple things such as opening windows to circulate fresh air in and out of your house, donating old workout clothes you rarely wear and organizing the ones you actually like for easier access, organizing your healthy foods so that they're at eye level or in plain sight so choosing them is a more subconscious choice because I firmly believe in the out of sight out of mind philosophy and finally it makes cooking more appealing by having everything organized so you can have easy access the final reason why spring cleaning can help improve your overall health is it reduces your risk of injury more than one in four adults over the age of 65 fall each year, causing 3 million emergency room visits, according to the CDC. Many people like to take spring cleaning as the opportunity to make adjustments to their loved one's homes to reduce the risk of falls. Ways to do this are are to clear pathways, hallways, and staircases, securing rugs and any loose floorboards, and moving cords out of the way, preferably along baseboards to help eliminate tripping hazards. All of these tips for spring cleaning actually help with your mental health as well, because many people feel overwhelmed by all of the items they have accumulated over the years. Spring cleaning is the perfect chance to declutter, donate, and recycle all of those old, unused, or unwanted items. I would personally recommend starting out small to not overwhelm yourself and just slowly build from there so it doesn't seem too overwhelming for just you. According to Marie Kondo, less stuff brings more clarity and appreciation, and I personally cannot agree more with this statement. I find Marie Kondo, this is just my own personal opinion of her, I find her very charming. She's very cute. She's a little Asian lady, and she's ju- she just has such a calming presence, and I truly feel like she makes it easier to let things go. She has this kind of system where she asks you to hold on to an article of clothing, and she asks you if it brings you joy. If there's a ching! You know, if there's a spark of happiness and joy, if that item brings you joy, you keep it. If you don't feel that special feeling when you have it, then you need to just get rid of it. If you don't absolutely love it, if it doesn't fit you, if there's no spark of joy when you wear it, you need to just get rid of it. And if it doesn't represent you as a person, because throughout our lives, we grow and we change and our clothes reflect not only our personality, but also our in, our personality, individuality, and also our mental state. It represents all of those things. And I recently learned this in the past month due to a style analysis done on YouTube by the channel Modern Girls. And she did a style analysis of the Devil Wears Prada. And she mentioned her friend's YouTube channel where she broke down the whole fashion industry. And it was just very interesting. And I love that uh, speech about the cerulean blue sweater. It's one of my favorite movies. I love that movie. I remember in high school, my favorite movie was Grease. And now, honestly, as a working adult, my favorite movie right now at the moment, at least, is The Devil Wears Prada because in my mind, the boyfriend is the real villain of the movie. He doesn't want his girlfriend to grow and change and become a working professional and he doesn't want her to surpass him in any way. And I feel like that's just a very toxic way of him thinking he should be happy for her, proud of her, pushing her to do her best and just being supportive if he truly loves her. He should not gaslight her. He should not try to manipulate her make her feel bad about what she's doing. He should actually have a sit down conversation with her about it instead of just having these passive aggressive little comments and then walking away. I'm sorry, I'm going off on a tangent about the Devil Wears Prada, but my point is your clothes have a representation of who you are, your mental state, your personality, how you want to project yourself out into the world. And I just found it so interesting and so revolutionary. And I just was so speechless. I had no idea what to say when I came to all of the, when they came to all of these realizations and they hit all of the points and it made so much sense. And I was like, wow, this is amazing because it is so true. And I never thought of it in that light. I never thought of it that way. And now that I finally am, I have a new deeper appreciation for the movie because I guess this could be our life lessons from segment for today because I'm just going off on a tangent from the Devil Wears Prada, but welcome to life lessons from, (laughs) by the way where we take life lessons away from movies, TV, music, and pop culture. So in my mind, the way I view The Devil Wears Prada is a movie about a young adult just out of college, and she gets this amazing opportunity, and someone with very high professionalism takes her under her wing and actually turns her into a professional businesswoman working adult whatever you want to call her and she gives her those skills to thrive to thrive in regards to her career by being resourceful timely dressing and acting professional which are all essential things when it comes to actually getting a job they say don't dress for the job you have dress for the job that you want and that is so true And I feel like she just molded her into a great, great force of nature because she came in, she blew them out of the water. She surpassed Emily, even though Emily was there even before her, she turned her into this working woman. And it's just a very nice reflective way. It's just a very nice representation of how women have grown throughout history. We went from being able to vote to being able to work in the same environment as a man to getting the same respect as a man. So now we need to get equal pay as a man. You know, we need to get equal pay. And Emily Blunt in that movie, she is my favorite character. I know a lot of people view her as very mean and very stuck up and everything. But I view her as a force to be reckoned with because she has such passion for her job. And she, in the beginning, is insulted because Anne Hathaway's character, Andrea, doesn't take it seriously. She thinks it's a joke. She wears these frumpy, ill-fitting clothes. She's not very professional about anything. And once she actually puts in that effort and tries, everything changes for her. Everything changes for her. And I feel like she truly got the respect of Meryl Streep's The Devil Wears Prada, you know, like Miranda Priestly and Emily Blunt's character, Emily. So I just have a huge appreciation for the movie. And as I have grown into a working professional, wanting to grow my own business and have something for myself, I actually have a deeper appreciation for the movie in a way that I never had before. Just because I am in that mindset. I am in the mindset of you have to dress for the job that you want you have to act professional, you have to be timely, you have to just put in all of that time and effort. And in the end, at least to me, it's all worth it. I don't know, it just depends on your mental state, if it's worth it or not for you to pursue your dream, to chase after this dream, and what you're willing to sacrifice in order to get it. So honestly, that is the life lesson that I took away from the Devil Wears Prada. I don't know about you. Leave your comments about any life lessons or any kind of insights that you have on the Devil Wears Prada in the comment section down below. And with that being said, I'm going to be wrapping up the podcast. Remember to drink your water this Thirsty Thursday and every day until the next upload. Remember that you can reach out to me on my website, www.elizakingcoaching.com, that is E-L-I-Z-A, King, K-I-N-G-A, G-A, King, K-I-N-G, coaching.com, or you can email me directly at elizakingcoaching@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I hope you all have an amazing day and rest of your week. Until next time, I am the Colorado Health Coach. Stay healthy.